Well, once again, good evening, brothers and sisters. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is good to be here with you on this Lord's Day evening to open the Word and to hear what He has prepared for us this evening. Please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 54, which will be our sermon text this evening. And as you read this psalm, keep in mind the psalmist's emotion as he pens these words. Hear the cry of his heart in this psalm. And I also want to remind you that this is the very Word of the living and true God. So please lend it your ear. Hear now the inspired and inerrant and fallible Word of the Lord from Psalm 54. To the choir master with stringed instruments, a maskil of David, when the Ziphites went and told Saul, Is not David hiding among us? O God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. O God, hear my prayer, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen against me, ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return the evil unto my enemies in your faithfulness. Put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Thus far the reading of God's Word, let us once again go to Him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this Word that You have given us, this Word of truth out of which life comes. So we ask that You would add a blessing to the reading of Your Word, that You would open our ears to the words that You have prepared for us, And that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. When you think of persecution, what's normally the thing that comes to mind? Is it Muslims in the Middle East executing Christians? Is it the Chinese Communist Party going in and and rounding up these Christians that are meeting in secret? Oftentimes we think of persecution as something that comes from the outside. We very rarely think a, a group of people could rise up from within our ranks, from within our own people and seek to destroy us. 
But that's exactly the context in which we find this psalm. The introductory statement at the beginning of this psalm uh, refers us to 1 Samuel 23, where the Ziphites rose up against David to betray him to King Saul. Now, it's not particularly surprising that a group would rise up to betray David. This happened with somewhat frequency. But what is surprising is that these Ziphites were descendants of Caleb, meaning that they were of the tribe of Judah, the very same tribe as David. These were his very own men that were rising up against him seeking his destruction. Does that sound familiar to you? Well, it ought to. Because this is just a foreshadowing of what would come with Christ. As His own people would rise up against Him to seek His destruction as well. Here we have a type-antitype parallel between David as the type and Christ as the antitype or the fulfillment. And it's this example of David and ultimately Christ who we are to look to when we find ourselves facing our enemies. As enemies rise up against you, run to the Lord. He is the one who helps. Now the first way this text instructs us to do this is by crying out to the Lord for help. And we see this in verses 1-3. to Verse 1 says, O God, save me by Your name and vindicate me by Your might. David is crying out to the Lord, appealing to who God is in His divine being, and he's asking for help. It's not just, God, help me. It's God, Because of who you are. Help me. And this shows an incredible amount of reliance on and faith in the Lord, invoking His divine attributes as His calls for deliverance. He pleads with God in verse 2, O God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth. David believes what Revelation 5 says, that his prayers are going up into the throne room of God as these fragrant incense wisping through the air and that God accepts them and finds them pleasing. He hears the prayers of His people. Then in verse 3, he gives the reason for crying out to the Lord. For strangers have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. Now it's interesting the words that he uses to describe these enemies. He calls them strangers even though they are part of the covenant people of God. 
He says that they're ruthless men, even though they have the law of the Lord as their guide. And he says they do not set God before themselves, even though with their lips they profess Jehovah. These Ziphites have so forsaken the covenant that David likens them to pagans. And this pains David. This distresses him immensely. Do you hear the anguish in David's cry as his own people are rising up against him? Now this scene ought to bring us back to our type and fulfillment parallel with Jesus crying out to the Lord as His own people are rising up against Him. Our Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane was crying out in anguish that God would hear His prayer and save Him from His enemies. Our Lord spent hours on His face in fervent prayer, feeling the weight of the matter at hand. His anguish was so great that we are told that He sweat drops of blood. As enemies were rising up against Christ from within His very own people, our Savior went to His Father with prayer and petition. And so it ought to be with you. In your times of anguish and distress, as as your enemies, both from outside your people and from within, rise up against you, your first instinct ought to be to cry out to the Lord for help. Don't tell your wife. Don't text your best friend. And please don't post it on Facebook or Twitter. The first thing you must do Cry out to God because He can help you. And the reason why that crying out to the Lord is the first thing you do is because the Lord will help you. And this is the second way this text instructs us. To trust the Lord will help you. We see this in verses 4 and 5. David makes a shift from a cry in anguish for help to an unqualified statement of surety that the Lord is His helper. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. There is absolutely no doubt that David believes the Lord will not only help him, but preserve him. Verse 5 tells us how this would be done. He will, return enemy, he will return evil to my enemies. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. The Lord had anointed David as king of Israel. And David knew that the Lord would keep his promise. And the same can be said of Christ in that garden as he cried out to the Lord for help. He trusted God as his helper, saying, Lord, not my will, but yours. And let the same be true of you. Far too often, we find ourselves putting our trust 
in things that are, are going to fail us. Things that are not of the Lord. This is the natural way of man. Are you putting your trust in some politician or political party? Are you trusting in your family to be that helper? Or are you trusting in yourself? In some sort of pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality? I'll tell you right now, all of these things will fail you in the end. Instead, take after the example of David and of Christ. As your enemies rise up against you, as, as the world turns hostile towards you, as even those within the visible church rise up to seek your destruction, trust in the Lord who is faithful and will keep His promises. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, I am trusting in the Lord, but nothing seems to be getting better. Dear brother or sister, find comfort in the arms of your Father. Know that everything may not be perfect in this world, but the Lord promises greater things to come. Trust that He is your helper. And there's only one proper response to the Lord's help, which is the third way this text instructs us. Respond to the Lord's help with praise. We see this in the final two verses of our passage. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Once again, do you hear the surety in David? Even as the enemy is rising up against him, even as he has not yet seen the victory, he knows that God will deliver him and that he will triumph over his foes. How often in the midst of trouble do we just sulk in our own despair, fearing the situation at hand? Like a child who has lost sight of his mother in a grocery store and is fearing abandonment, so too are we. When we get caught in these times of despair, when we are in the midst of turmoil, even though our Helper is right there with us, but our fear has blinded us to that reality. Our response should not be fear. It should be absolute surety in our Helper, which ought to bring a psalm of praise to our lips giving thanks to our God. This was the response of Christ in His darkest days. After crying out to the Lord for help and, and being confident in His Father that He would deliver Him 
from the hands of his enemies, Christ Jesus offered up that free will offering of himself. His sacrifice wasn't just a sacrifice for the atonement of the sins of his people, but it was an act of praise to the Father who delivered him and established him on that throne of David of which there is no end. And that's why you can do the same. Because in your union with Christ, you have already been delivered from the enemy and are seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places and can now look on your enemies in triumph. What a great comfort this ought to be to your hearts in the midst of persecution and troubles. Here in America, we have experienced a time of relative peace as believers. We haven't really had much to worry about in terms of persecution, but I truly believe that that time of peace is running out. We've been under the righteous judgment of a holy God for a very long time. And unless the Lord grants repentance to us, we can expect hostilities to increase. You may never have enemies surrounding you. You may never have people from within your own tribe rise up against you. But the truth of the matter is, you may. You will be persecuted for your faith in one way or another. And for some of you here, it may mean imprisonment or even death. But take heart. The Lord is faithful to His people. And you are not alone, for you have the Spirit within you empowering you to persevere through even the toughest times. And you also have the assurance that you are united with Christ and you have already won the victory. In the midst of trouble, cry out to the Lord for help. Trust that the Lord will help you and respond to the Lord's help with praise. So elder, when those within the flock rise up against you, Or parent, when your child forsakes the covenant and stands in opposition to you. Or believer, when the world seeks your destruction and the collapse of the church, turn to your Savior who can sympathize with you in every way. Psalm 46 tells us that He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Take hold of that promise of who He is. When your enemies rise up against you, run to the Lord, for He is the one who helps. Let us pray.
Father, we come to You now. We ask that You would embolden us, strengthen us, give comfort to our weary souls, and give us courage to face the battles to come. Father, we trust in your promises that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We trust in the promise that you are our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. So Lord, we trust that you will send your spirit to work in us, to embolden us, to strengthen our faith, to give us courage to stand against your enemies in this world. That we will rest in our union with Christ, knowing that because of His victory, we have already won the victory. And we can stand in triumph over our foes, even in the midst of them rising against us. Father, we pray that You would grant repentance to this land. Those enemies that are rising up against us, we ask that You would grant them repentance. Turn their heart from the evil ways and turn them to You. But Lord, we ask that if You do not see fit to grant them repentance, that You would destroy them that You would break their teeth and their mouths so that they cannot strike out against Your bride. Father, we know how this story ends because You have given us the script. And we trust in this faithful Word that You have given to us that we will be victorious because You have shown that you are faithful to your people and you have sent your son to win the victory for us. So we thank you and praise you for that. It's in Christ Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.